Hey there, boys and girls. It's Ralph Garman, and you're listening to Talking Cod Swallop. Good choice. Hello, everybody. This is Ming Chen from AMC's Comic Book Man. You might know me from the Tell Him Steve Day podcast and the I Sell Comics podcast. Listen, I love podcasting. I love talking, but what I really love doing is talking Cod Swallop. Hey, I'm Alicia Witt. I'm Daniel Portman from Game of Thrones. I play Podrick Payne. I'm Ellipses, and you're listening to the talking... Okay. I'm Mark Bernard, and you're listening to the Talking Cod Swallop podcast. Hey man, it's Kevin Smith, Silent Bob, whose voice you were never used to hearing in the 90s until I started opening it up, man. And that's because I'm a podcaster and you're listening to a podcast, Talking Cod Swallop, right here, man. Welcome to this week's Talking Cod Swallop. I am Gemma. I'm James. We've got two special guests this week, and I'm going to hand over to James to do the introductions because he actually knows them a heck of a lot better than I do. So <laughs> take it away. So using the term special could be used very interestingly to describe <gasps> these two, but it's not going to be like, like that. These are two two of my very close friends. Uh, we brought them on especially because for those who do listen to the show, uh, you will know that I had a prank uh, done to me. Uh, and we've got the two masterminds of this wonderful prank on today to discuss that and many other interesting things. So without further to do, ado, whatever the term is, I've never quite pulled that one together. Uh, we have two of my friends, Ben Buckley and Lyndon Prescott. So gentlemen, Whoever wants to go first. Well, I think I'll let uh, Lyndon first because he masterminded it, really. Well, uh, thank you for having us on the show. Um, well, home not alone. Where do we start? February 2021. Uh, that <laughs> is when um, I put my house on the market, the previous house that we sold. Um, what basically happened and how this all came about was that um, my wife, was Jennifer, was looking for a house and found one and ironically it was just up the road from where ben lives um so long story short uh, we had to chat with ben ben was egging us on to buy it you know no, no, you... Point out, I, I tried to dissuade him i said to him it's an awful area it's terrible schools you know i didn't i, I like jen i didn't really want Lyndon name him but you know but one of those things he, he agreed to come yeah so <laughs> so basically um it was a I don't know now it was, it was it was quite funny how it all came about and uh, we viewed the house loved it we did a second viewing against all the odds um we managed to buy the the property um whilst ours wasn't on the market and which we, we sold ours within a few days of viewing uh, the property we're in now so um me and ben conjured up this plan um once we knew that we were buying the property i said to ben it would be a good idea to prank James. And I had this idea in my head of not telling him that we'd moved and <laughs> working out a way to lure him to the house um, and we would prank him. So from February to, uh, well, September, because that's when he came round uh, to see Derek, or who we thought was Derek, we were hunting <laughs> up this plan and there, there was various things that sort of played out uh, between sort of February and September. 
um, I had a rewire in a house and discovered that there was a, a void under the floor behind the front door. So it's a good place to just conveniently drop a dead body and put a Bluetooth speaker with some shallow breathing. So that's what we did. Um, and yeah, so we, we, we conjured up this plan to, to get James under false pretenses to the house. He felt he thought he was uh, going to see Ben's neighbour. His alarm was going off. Um but that wasn't the case. Uh, I was hiding in the house with Jen and we had a dead body and um, James was coming with Ben just to see uh, what was going on in the house, basically. And it, and it all stemmed from there and, it, you know, with what uh, happened, really. Yeah, we had, to, we had to tone down some of the ideas we did mm. have, you know, trapping him under the floor in a cupboard, but we felt that was inappropriate. Lock him in the house. Yeah, I was going to lock you in the house. Yeah, and then call the police. But we just, thought that just made... to, yeah, ju- just to put to to give the salty tadpoles some background to do because I realised that that's something I've not done initially. Is I used to work with these two gentlemen, and we will probably have known each other for. I was trying to work this out. It's going to be about what thirteen, fourteen years, maybe. I don't know. I mean, the restraining order, that was the first thing. That was. Yeah, but we ignore that. We ignore yeah. that. We don't discuss that. We try, we have to, we discussed this before. We have to pretend <laughs> the restraining order doesn't exist. But no, I'm be honest, I'm being serious. That, that has, strip club, again, that was a yeah. bit of a, if, if you think that's that in our relationship. The yeah. strip club was difficult, but the fact that you wouldn't even leave me alone and you kept following me around the building, well, I you couldn't had, not be your friend. You, you had my clothes. So well, that's true. That's true. I mean, just because I thought they'd be a good fit on me, that's why I told them. I thought they'd look better on me than they would on you. <laughs> but being, but being very serious, we have. How long will it be? Will it actually be that we've known each other? Because I've not worked for the company for what about? I, I left around the thirteen-year mark. So now it'll be it's what? About fifteen years. Fifteen yeah. years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just James. I mean, when you started, you were like a strapping, healthy young man. Yeah. You know yeah. I, mean? and, I don't know what happened. You know, we thought you. They <laughs> uh, ground me down, didn't they? Yeah, you fine just, powder. Just, you know, women were throwing themselves at him. Yeah. And then yeah. it all went horribly happened. wrong. And the only woman that will talk to him now lives about six hours away. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's it. Well, I'll be honest with you. And that's most, most women have met him. That's what they do. They move yeah. a long way away. Yeah. <laughs> well, six, to be fair, six hours is probably good now, isn't it? Well, I mean, normally it's like we're talking of the continents. Yeah. Normal for me Constant now. Being, strain orders. Yeah. You know, court costs, lots of things. Yeah. But yeah, no, we're not a long, long time. And it's been a, yeah. it's, I would say it's been a pleasure. But, um, you, know, you can't lie to me. Can't, you thought, can't lie. None of us can lie and say it's been a pleasure. Yeah. Yeah, well, the, the 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 thing was on this, and we will go back to describing because you said there were things you you had wanted to do, but you felt they were going to be too much. One of the things I mentioned on the the first time we discussed this on the podcast was my actual reaction to this, which still I think makes me a terrible human being because whereas most people would think oh my god this is awful we must do something about this I sighed and thought oh god this is really going to bugger this day up isn't it it was not there could be some poor person that's hurt it's when you said what are we doing I was like oh, I would say in a positive is, when I went into a room I went to mm-hmm. the room out of James's sight so I went in the room he thought at that point somebody's in the room and I wasn't with that person and I generally thought, if you'd not come in the room, our friendship mm-hmm. would yeah. you, you came in, you came in to rescue me, and I thought, I feel honoured that you did do that. Aww. I mean, to be honest with you, 
you cried, but and the wet <laughs> in the hallway. Yeah, yeah, but you got me. A, you got me another pair. You got, you got me another pair, so that was okay. But the the crux of this was that you. I mean. The genius of this whole thing is, A, that the pair... Well, firstly, Lyndon came up with this idea, but the pair of you kept stum on all this. So if we take it back to what you were saying, which is you'd obviously... You'd moved house, Lyndon, mm. and you had made the decision that you wanted to pull a prank on me. Yeah. And you'd spoke to Ben about this. So yeah. how did you... You obviously said there was work done in the house and you'd, yeah. the floorboards had come up and you realised there was a void. So you thought there's something we can do there. What formed what you were going to do? What what was the whole thing where you thought that we'll do it this way? This will be the, the, the prank we pulled. We did start before the void. So we started off with a, a body in the hall. In a, bit a, like, a bit like Cluedo. So the idea was that you come in and you see a full body, maybe wrapped in a rug, some of that nature. But I think as, as time went on, it just, we modified it slightly to try yeah. and make it a bit more realistic. Yeah, I think... I think we wanted it, yeah, like Ben said, we wanted it to be realistic. Having a body in a void under the floor, you can put speakers down there without seeing them. Obviously, not too close to the body. So, you know, in that sense, how are you going to react to it? Is it going to look real enough? And it was, yeah, it was, it was, um, it was a good size um, opening as well. So you could quite well believe that someone was down there. Um, yeah. And, and as I say, in terms of there was some safe sort of a safety net that we put in place because with this Bluetooth speaker, when we pranked you and, you know, there was there was shallow breathing, we didn't know at that time, obviously, how you may react. With your caffeine intake of a morning, that <laughs> would certainly send you over the edge and you could start having a cardiac arrest. So having the body under there allowed us to use the Bluetooth speaker and... Yeah putting the phantasm line from the tall man in there welcome home boy was quite a sort of a pertinent line to, to sort of make you think in the back of your mind well wait a second why am i hearing the tall man and mm-hmm. that as i say we did play that during the uh, during the prank because you were trying to get in the living room and i wasn't expecting it and i yeah. was banging the door back and that was something that i think uh, we had to play it some of it was just again we didn't really know once you came for that door what you would do so we kind of had to, at that point, there's a little bit where we played by ear at that point. Yeah. But I think, overall, I think it's just a shock value, because there's no way on earth you're going to think that he'd moved. And I think no. that was the bit. And we've been to Skipton, we've been to see him. Yeah. And, yeah. and Linda talks about his house and, and the fact he wanted to sell his house and all these things. I mean, I nearly that a couple of times, but all these things was just, you know, the fact that he kept, we both kept stumped for that period yeah. was, I think, was amazing. <laughs> Months of and COVID helped, unfortunately. Yeah, it did. That, yeah. Yeah. And long COVID as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. things that just mean that actually we had plenty of time to get away with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, what I was going to say that was interesting, a uh, thing is that, <clears throat> excuse me, when it came to doing this, it is this thing. I mean, I was going to say, what do you reckon to this, Gemma? They saw me, Linda and moved, and I'd be having conversations with Linda like, you really do need to look at moving. And, he, and we'd, we'd be having a telephone conversation, a catch-up, and he'd be, he'd be discussing stuff. He'd be, like, discussing the neighbour who hit my car, going, oh, yeah, she's gone past at really high speed. She's learnt nothing. So I'm assuming that he's still at the house. You know, I mean, I would say, you know, you pick on a poor, confused man who's had long COVID, who's already got brain fog. So really, you pick the ultimate. Yeah, you picked. But you, 
me. <laughs> yeah, violin me. But you pick the yeah. ultimate, in a sense, very good person to prank because I'm probably not going to pick up on stuff. But I'll tell you one thing that was very interesting. When we first went to the house, you had obviously been saying this Derek guy is a bit weird, you know, a bit of an oddball. So you'd said you didn't want Zara, who's Ben's partner, to come down. So I'm thinking, okay. The reason I'm also a good mark on this one is the fact that I used to work in housing. So in my head, all I'm doing is running through like a housing run, going in with Ben, stuff I've done. With both Ben and Linda, I've done this in the past. My old work brain kicks in. I go through the front door and I hear noise from a Bluetooth speaker. And this is onto one through my head. I thought, that's a bit weird. But they did say Derek's weird, so maybe this is something he set up. So if someone breaks in his house... It throws them off a bit. Yeah. No, I think I think is I think those that bagger, you're right, that we played on that a little bit. And the play that actually on you genuinely that you would come along. There's no doubt that I thought if I said come along, you just you would. And and that's You'd be scuppered if I'd said no though, wouldn't you? If I'd gone, No, you're all right. You go yeah, on your no. own. Oh yeah, I would. I'd just you come and sit in the car. That's the thing we knew James had had, yeah. co- had, had come along because and that's the bit that we were certain about. That was gonna be an issue. It's just how we did it. Really, so I mean, people are worried at work. We mentioned at work, and they were worried about how you'd react to it and your health. And I did say, if we go to the coroner's court on this one, it's going to be a really odd coroner's court. Explain <laughs> this one. You know, how did your friend die? Well, the heart attack was, you know, caused by a body, you know, a body under the thing, you know, that case of. But you know, the other thing that was brilliant, and I think I mentioned this to you, Gemma, is the fact that Lyndon swore. The barbers, which my father uses and Lyndon uses to secrecy, he swore everybody at work to secrecy. So people I would have had some sort of possible communication with, all of them were sworn to secrecy and everybody kept secrecy. Now, what I really want to know, and I'd like you to tell the Salty Tadpoles this and Gemma, what were the other things you had planned? Because you said you created this whole idea of doing other ways of pranking me. So what were the other yeah. ones you had? In? How thing, extreme How extreme were you going to go? Well, how, I'll, I'll, how I'll severe you, could you, it have I'll been? I'll give you extreme, okay? We was gonna, I was going to get a baraclava. I was going to have full military gear on. I was going to be at the top of the landing with an air rifle with a scope on it. Jen was going to hide at the side of the house. And when you came in, she was going to come round and lock you in, and I was going to come down with the gun. That's how extreme yeah. it was going to go. What do you reckon, Gemma? Could that have been my heart attack? <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. so. I think anybody would have had a heart attack at that point. So, yeah, it's probably a good thing you didn't do that one. No, but, no. Yeah, was, yeah. I did actually make, and perhaps I made a, um, a skull with, I tried to make with like flesh on it. It was going to go yeah. in the fridge. But again, just, you know, it was one thing that might have been a little bit too. Uh, grotesque, clearly. Yeah. I think. Uh, <laughs> well, that's I'm doing that for Halloween, actually. So. That's yeah. I, I was gonna say, although I do think that the two of you should actually go into business together and actually do like a haunted yeah. house type thing. Oh yeah, I think that would be. We, we could do that. Um, I mean, I've got a friend who's a butcher, so I could have got a, a hold of any sort of organs and things, and they could have been just laid out in the hallway in conjunction yeah. with the body in the rug, and you. But you I, think, I think I think guys, with I think. Um, both Jen and Zara tend to tone us down a little bit. Yeah. So my extreme thoughts, um, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this now, actually. Probably my extreme thoughts came from 
uh, my six-year-old, who uh, is obsessed with death and chopping people up. So he, he came up actually with a head. He said, put a head in the fridge, is his, is his line. So we're going to have issues with that lad. Um, but yeah, <laughs> no, Zara and Jen were both very thoughtful about you and your safety. You know, well, well, one of the other things as well, James, is that, you know, again, looking after your safety, I'd yeah. even informed my new neighbours on yeah. either side to, to tell them if there's a, a lad that comes running around banging on your door to call the police, don't, it's a prank. And I explained to them what the prank is and they thought it was brilliant. Mm. Uh, and, they, and, they, and what they did say is, oh, what time is it? When is it? Yeah, we'll watch for him when he comes around and we'll be listening. Um, so I didn't tell you about that, but yeah, the neighbours were watching as yeah, well. Yeah, so the street knows. Work, a lot of people know about it, so, you know. And, um, <laughs> so the neighbours' uh, curtains were twitching as yeah. this was all going yeah. on, and they were going, hey, hey! <laughs> well, well the, the only person clearly didn't know was obviously Muggins here, but yeah. I, I also want to know who made the body? Uh, I made the body. I thought it actually, might be you. Yeah, I mean, basically, I just, I made, made a whole body which was wrapped in a thing. But then we just chopped it up into a, just legs. But cause it's in this, where it was, this needed legs and boots. And so, yeah, it was me then. Because when I, I, I did, just point out, though, I did near, this nearly came to a complete disaster because I nearly died in the process of this process. Because as James arrived, my eldest was backing his car out of the driveway and uh, can't drive and nearly knocked me down twice. So yeah. that would have been, that would have been scuppered. But fortunately, he, he, he didn't understand the tap tap on the window. No, no it's on the fact you tap on the window and go to stop, or put your hand out like that, go stop, hand out like that. He doesn't understand it. He just gets the point and the thing that means keep coming. Because so I could have died. In, in hindsight, what also became apparent is that I'd obviously parked further down the road. You moved me not only so you you know you, you your boy could get his car off the drive. But it also explains why Zara was so insistent that I had to put, put my wing mirror in to yes. keep me further down the street. I kept thinking, why is she so obsessed with me? Like, And she was going, cars will come down fast. And I got what I will call the Zara, you do what you're told to. Oh, yeah. And I knew at that point, yeah, I'm going to go and put that wing mirror in. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was. It was the case that she went, I've told him. But I mean, yeah. I mean, so, yes. Yeah, I've got, you've got to do what she says. When I saw the body, though, I did have... There were two things that... See, I think, and I said this to you, didn't I, Gemma, that I think part of my subconscious might have gone, you can hear Phantom music, you can hear all this, it isn't as bad as it, as it could be. The only two things I remember seeing is, because obviously I'm thinking, like, what the hell is going on? So I look and I see the body, and my initial thought was, has the, uh, someone tried to break in? Have they got stuck in there? Have they, have they hurt themselves? Is it going to... Could it be this sort of, you know, could it be that someone has died? The only thing that got me a bit was the blood, because I thought that doesn't look like, when I've seen dry blood, that doesn't look like dry blood. But when I got to the living room and hit Lyndon with the door, my thought, again, because the interesting thing is most people probably in this situation would not start going around the house trying to open doors. But that must be the the former housing officer in me that's just like, right, because I probably would have just done a full house inspection if I'd, if I'd, like, I'd not noticed anything. If I, right, I'm going upstairs, let's see what else is going on. But the thing is, Lyndon took this to the nth degree because, and I was trying to explain this to somebody earlier today, you go in the house. Now, most people have things in a house that makes it obvious that there is somebody there. You know, if you look at, well, look at, in any room, you can tell somebody's yeah. there. Lyndon uh, wiped it out. 
<laughs> it was like empty. It's like you literally because I because they're saying like this guy's a bit weird. There's nothing there. So I'm thinking, well, he's living a bit of a Spartan lifestyle. This guy, but who am I to to say? So we go in. There's nothing there. Blinden, to his credit, has a letter, a, a, an actual proper letter that in from you know from some postal letter with Mister D whatever the surname was on, which ties to the Derrick thing. So again, and, and, and it was national holidays as well, and he'd, yeah. he'd yeah. gone on holiday, so it all ties. You know what I mean? You know, you guys have really put the effort in, and the fact that you'd even thought of doing this before—I mean, you, from what you're saying, Lyndon, you'd thought of doing this prior to the idea of even moving. Really, it just yeah, a little, it, it, a little germ that had been in yeah, there. Yeah, I mean. When you think about the the actual prank, when would you ever get an opportunity to do, yeah. to do something like this? And like I say, it, there's a lot of funny things happened when we bought the house, when dates, when when it completed, and, and things like that. But um, yeah, it was it was almost well, we'll do a prank, we won't tell him, and uh, we'll tell everybody else, and we'll swear them to secrecy. It was almost like the film. Um, What's it called? That comedy film with Jim, and he's on the webcam, and everyone's watching him. Um, oh, American Pie. American Pie. Yeah, it was almost. Oh yeah. Well, it wasn't like that because he wasn't. There's no, there's no, there. there's no naked woman or sex. No, 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 nothing like. It was just but, the idea of torturing this Jim. Yeah. I like put yeah. him through a possible emotional breakdown. Yeah. But that's what friends are for. Yeah. Well, that's why I keep telling myself. I mean, I've got past the. Uh, I'll be honest, for the first few days, that's better, for the first few weeks, you know, I was getting the, the, the hot, the cold sweats at night, the flashbacks, you know, the, the, the hand reaching out of the, the, the hole to, you know, to greet me. I've got past that now. I mean, <laughs> I can't really interact with people called Derek properly anymore. You know, I just start screaming to hit myself like Rain Man. But, um, you know, I, I'm sure I'll get there in about seven or eight years of extreme counseling and therapy to, uh, to get over this. Um, not that James is a drama queen or anything. <laughs> absolutely not. Absolutely I know, not. And this is it. We thought, actually, of anybody, this would have the biggest impact on it because actually it's the sort of thing that actually he would, one, I think, enjoy. Yeah, yeah that's very true. I did enjoy it. I think, in the end, it's a bit like a perfect story. You, it all happened perfectly that for us, you know, the fact that him moved near me, the fact that, you know, it was – Watching COVID was going on, but that all these things just made it absolutely a perfect thing to do. And, and, and to you, I mean, you know, there was no one better we could have done this. The thing I also had is when I walked into the room and actually saw you, Lyndon, yeah. and Jen, there is that moment where my brain couldn't quite comprehend what it was seeing because I was just like, my initial first thought was, are they house sitting somebody? Which is a logical thought, though, isn't it? Because you know well, that, 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 that's what we that's what we are doing. We're, we're back in why... the other house. We're back in the other house um, in two weeks. <laughs> no, it was, I mean, that's the bit that I think I regret. We didn't get a video of you, but yeah. I, Jim, I don't yeah. even see James when he's confused. But it was the most. <laughs> Look at his face; was just pure a pure of what is, what, what is happening. What the hell's going yeah. on? What, what is going on? And that's the image that that stuck in my head. That's the I best thing, yeah. Show that's the world because that was just like, what, what, what's going on here? And uh, the, the 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 good thing is, at least I reacted positive. That I hugged you. Uh, I didn't like hit you. It's kind of been the other. <laughs> oh, I thought. Well, 
Go I'm on gonna, then. Sorry. I'm going to say you grabbed my ass as well, but you know <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, yeah but that's... you know that, I know you've not seen me for a while, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very, but it was very confused emotion to that point. You know, I I, I could have grabbed grabbed anybody's ass. It, you were just the best option at the time. I just Thank think you. though, although saying that, Lyndon did take it to the extreme because we decided that the body was going to be naked, but the body had clothes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that was, was just the, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Was, was, the, was, the, was the concern the naked body would be t- like too alluring for me or something? Yeah. Well, well, we won't get into the whole. <clears throat> yeah. When you worked in <laughs> the field directors. Yeah, yeah. We're not going yeah, to talk about that. Yeah. But for, le- for legal reasons, we're not allowed to discuss that one anymore. That's a complete. No, we're not. Oh, no. Um, I feel I've been hogging this rather. So, is there anything you would like to ask or know, Gemma? Um, well, first of all, was there any um, video of this whole experience? We we did actually video it, yes. Yeah. 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 Well, <laughs> I was going to say, may I see it? And if possible, um, can I share it with the salty tap? Or can we share it with the salty tadpoles? Yeah, we yeah. Will, we will send it across. Yeah, it, so. it, it shows one of my best sides, and we'll leave it at that. <laughs> well, you're out. Well, your backside. It does. Um, <laughs> it does um, no, yeah, but it, when I, I'm when I'm trying to work out why there's a hole in the bloody ground with like legs in it, and you've got a camera stuck behind. Yeah, <laughs> it's just you know what I mean. I mean, really, you know, I would have had a, a camera looking up from the body, but yeah, um, you know, we um, it worked out well. Didn't it? it worked, yeah, it worked. It did work out well. I mean, obviously, where the camera was located, it was on a radiator, yeah, <clears throat> on a magnet facing up. So as uh, James and Ben came through the door. Um, you, you see them coming from a, a low angle, pointing upwards. So when James is looking down, the, you know Ben goes over to the where the trap door is, and he's like looking around and you know playing a very good part. By the way, what's this? What's this? You see James coming down, and he's back like yeah. that, and he's thinking. My, my my problem is that whereas Ben would give them the proper act, so well, I just gave him the girls go wild angle, didn't I? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and, and and like I say, in terms of the actual video quality was was very very good because it was on your small yeah, camera, and and um, so you'll see my face switching it on because soon as um, Ben's rang me to say, oh, are we okay to come round? Yes, I'm then bending down, switching the camera on, ready. It was only a minute or so after they were at the front door. I mean, it's the same camera, same to point, the same camera we used, obviously, to catch uh, James in, you know, the situation in the uh, fuel directors. Oh, but yeah. we won't, well, we won't talk we, about that. Again, <laughs> legal reasons we can't discuss that one. What, well, as you know, it's a very small camera. It can fit into very, yeah. very cramped spaces. Yeah. I'll, t- I'll tell you what was the other thing that should have given me, in, when you look back in hindsight, should have given me a clue, is the fact that, so obviously I knew, well, there were two things. Firstly, Linda was very, very excited about me coming to see him, which is understandable. I get that. Yeah. Linda's always very enthusiastic. Always a happy ending when you come round, James. <laughs> it is, is. That, is that something to do with the glory holes in the basement? That's, that's the yeah, that's the glory <laughs> hole business. Um, but the I just thought my pa- my father's going to be listening to this, isn't he, at some point? But anyway. Um, <laughs> well, so doesn't he not know about the basement? Just, just he doesn't know about he doesn't know about Ting Tong in the basement, but he does now. Um, <laughs> I was going to say it's about time that your dad knew what yeah. you were really like. <laughs> Basically, it's going to be red pen, and as my father has always so kindly pointed out, he loves these two. I think more than he loves me. Yeah. 
Oh. Definitely. Uh, th- these two have definitely gone up in estimation, and I've gone way the f down. So, um, <laughs> but the, the things that the things that would have made it obvious when you look back on it is that I was getting very enthusiastic texts from Lyndon, and Lyndon is always enthusiastic about doing things and seeing people, and he kept mentioning Phantasm. Even more than Lyndon normally would discuss Phantasm when we discuss films, I thought I was reading these texts thinking he's very enthusiastic, even more enthusiastic than normal. And then, and he, and he kept sort of saying, "We're going to have this great time, boy. You'll be wonderful, etc." And then the other thing is, so I know that I'm seeing Lyndon, but I think I'm seeing Lyndon at Lyndon's old house. So I've got him my sat nav and everything, and we're in Ben's garden. Now, Ben's taking me to see his garden, which is very nice. But then he says, I'm going to ring Lyndon to tell him we're coming. And I'm like, but I've texted him. He already knows we're coming. Yeah, but I'll ring him anyway. So, in that, you know, these things should have set off alarm bells. But because, again, I'm just going to say, you know, you're with your friends. You assume it's a safe environment, which it was. You don't be something going to do this stuff. But it is brilliant. What I wanted to ask is, when you were telling people about this, you mentioned that some people were actually quite concerned that stuff might go wrong. What was the general consensus from people? Um, like, this well, is well, brilliant. So we say some people. I mean, yeah. probably one or two. Most people yeah. were, you know. I mean, we know we had the sweepstake did well. Um, but when you say sweepstake, do you mean the Deadpool to see if I died? Yeah, no, it was it was it was death, mini stroke, or um, you know, permanent coma. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> I was going to say just to interrupt very quickly. Ironically, on last week's episode, which secretly comes out this week, even though you know, shh, don't tell anyone that we're recording two episodes in one week. But um, yeah, we actually talk about a Deadpool between me, you, and Joanne, don't we? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who's going to go first? And I said I've got dibs on James. <laughs> well, oh, even I, even I have dibs on me. But what I would say is that I, when you mentioned like all three of us uh, working on this program, you mentioned like you know something in a void, and I was very disappointed, Gemma, that you didn't you didn't make any cracks about filling the void or you know any sort of innuendo based things i work i work on a podcast with two women who have the most brilliantly filthy minds you can imagine i went when i started on this podcast i was like fresh as the driven snow all pure thoughts Gemma, you know poisoned the well uh, and 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 joanne basically just like poisoned the well filled it in and then threw a load of manure on top it got that filthy so if we had Joanne on this, the filth factor of jokes would with you and Gemma and Joanne, boom, unbelievable. Just say that you were never pure though. I don't care about that. Never pure. Well, there's no, yeah. Well, I, no, I'm just going to say I couldn't possibly comment. Um, you may say that I couldn't possibly comment. Um, well, that'd be I, honest with you. I have to say that because this way's out. So this was an element of revenge, though. You know, for um, walking as in Skipton. So Gemma, if we. <laughs> That's if, he ever, true. if he ever says to you, let's walk to the park to get an ice cream, right. just, just say no. Yeah, okay. To be honest with you, the only reason he does that is to walk past what I can only describe as a number of schools. I'll get to that one. Uh, <laughs> and then get there, and guess what? No ice cream. No ice cream. No ice cream. No. He then walked us down to the canal. <laughs> the, the bridge had closed. I mean, it was honestly, he nearly died. Yeah. I mean, I have to say, at one point, I, th- I thought Jen was going to just throttle him. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. It's like 24, 25 degrees Celsius. Oh. We're walking for miles and miles. Yeah. No ice cream, just 
lots and lots of schools and like where's he taking yeah. us you know can, can we just point out it was the on the schools we went past the above 16 year old girls school so i cannot say there's anything legally wrong with me being in that area no restraining no, orders began it's true <laughs> but i have to say that you know i mean it's the spirit of the restraining order the spirit james the spirit <laughs> not, not the actual words the spirit the spirit of it, that's true, the spirit of the written law. Now, you mentioned ice creams, which is a perfect segue into something Lyndon set up, and this is going to be about, what, three, four, four years ago, this will be, uh, which is Phantasm Day. Lyndon set up, uh, I cannot, if you think Lyndon doing the dead body shit is good, for preparation, I mean, you can tell Lyndon's good. You put in with Ben and you just create something unbelievable. But Lyndon should have made me aware that he was going to create something amazing with what he did on Phantasm Day. Because if I can see he can create something that good, frankly, I'm, I'm scared of ever going to Lyndon's house again uh, or going to anything <laughs> well, that Lyndon be. runs. Because it'll just, <laughs> it'll just get better be. and bigger. But if you can tell us a bit about the Phantasm Day you did, that... Yeah, fan, so, so Phantasm Day at the at the old house. Um, we we before we'd renovated the, the living room and dining room, um, had a projector and a, a screen fitted to the wall. So I thought it would be obviously watching all the Phantasm films to to do them on the big screen because I've never watched it on it. Was a, I think it was a hundred inch screen. It was um, with a HD projector surround sound you can't get phantasm in a cinema so let's do it at home uh, and this is well before covid and you know anyway anyway so thought well that'll be good i'll do that and because uh, i know james loves phantasm he got me into the phantasm films and then i thought well, let's take it can i take it to the next level what could i do to make it a, a better experience so having a, a big screen um what I was able to do was put Morningside Cemetery. I did like um, almost like a bit like a PowerPoint presentation, but on the actual film. Um, so when James walked into the room, I'd, I'd built some props. Um, it was all dark. There was a purple neon light. There was pictures from the movie on the wall. Oh, cool. Uh, I did. Um, there was. But you're missing. You're missing one really integral thing that happened with this. Yeah. Well, I don't, don't want to step on you, Linda, but I've got to set this one up. So this was all prepared to be done. Now, mm. Linda had closed all the curtains, so you couldn't see anything when you got to the house. Um, and I knew it was going to be a day. I knew it would be something on the B screen. This is how good Lyndon is. He blindfolded mm. me to take me yeah. into the room. Now, I was quite excited when Jen was leading me in, blindfolded to a room. <laughs> yeah. Um I was also very scared because... Well, so, just a second, were you slightly disappointed in the end? I was slightly disappointed I, that I Linda... Was a little bit. Yeah. I, was slight, I was slightly disappointed yeah. that, that Linda was there as well. You know, yeah. But, you know, when Jen was leading me in, <laughs> when I hear this voice of Linda going, Jen, can you lead James in? Because I'm literally blind as a bat at this point, and it was so disorientating. But you, anyway, so you led, I was led into this room, and then, yeah, so um, we had the, the screen on, um, took the blindfold off, and basically you had Morningside Cemetery in front of him, 
and there was the the from the phantasm film if you're familiar there was the uh, the gateway where there's two chrome bars so i'd constructed them in front of the screen um and as i said there was there was movie posters there was props um you had the, the music on um and james was well he went silent he went silent for a few seconds he did not know what to say and then it was wow yeah. wow I mean, wow. yeah, and, and literally, that, you know, and uh, so yeah, it was it was really really good, um, you know, because like I say, James got me into phantasms, probably some of my favourite horror films now. Um, but to do that, I'd said to James, I'd love to do that again uh, with phantasm or other films, you know. I, I thought, it, yeah, it was really good. Well, let me know and I'll come up and yeah, I'll um yeah, <laughs> yeah. We could do yeah definitely. The, the the thing that got me on that is you are right. It literally was the wow factor, and I'm not just saying this because I'd actually well I was on a a radio show in America and you, you became a topic of conversation because we discussed the phantasm day you'd set up because being realistic and being very honest, you are the only person who's done a phantasm day. Right. Oh. There's nobody that, else. That, who's that, done, that's that's there, cool then. Um, there is nobody else who's done anything to that sort of level. Right. And I, mean, I, I would love to see you being able to do something like that on a proper larger scale. Yeah. I really think, because I think, I honestly mean this. I'm not just saying this as a friend. I'm saying if you step back and look at the things both of you have done and construct this stuff and other stuff you put together – People are missing a trick not having you doing this properly. And I was saying this to you, wasn't I, Gemma? Yeah. That Lyndon should be, and you as well, Ben, should be running things. If you look at, because if you think some of the conventions we have been to, we've seen good, we've seen bad. Lyndon and I went to one convention, first convention I've ever been to. You know what I mean, Lyndon? It was a bit lackluster, wasn't it? it and I'm was, sure you could produce something better than that. Yeah. And I, yeah. I, 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 yeah, you, you boggled my mind. The yeah, stuff produced. I was going to say, to be honest, I'm sitting there thinking, why on earth are these two guys in housing? Why are you not actually doing something, you know, like creative like this? <laughs> I know. I do think sometimes. I think it's because we're slightly mental. I think housing kind of allows us to, um, I don't know, be mental. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, yeah, no, I agree. And I think, you know, we, we've, everyone works and you've got your, your jobs, but in terms of sort of creativity and can mm. we do things like, you know, events? Yeah, we can. Um, with, with everyone, it's time and, and, and planning and things. But, you know, it's not beyond the realms of us being able to, to do these sort of things it's just the, the planning and things you know on a, on, on a larger scale would, would obviously take a lot more resources and time we could do it you know if we had an audience yeah. saying that they were interested in doing you know having such a i don't know a, a film day and, and and having props and, and making it interactive and things then we can do it and, and i think there's a sort of a there's a niche market for doing that because as you well know with like when I did the Phantasm Day, there's other sort of lower budget films that are like another one, a good one, Demons. Not a lot of people have watched Demons. Um, Demons is a brilliant film, um, you know, and, and not a lot of people know about that. And it was a, a low budget film made in the 80s about 
zombies, demons, uh, and it was an Italian director. Uh, I his name now. But anyway, that 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 is that now an iconic film. And if you were to do like a, a Demons Day, I know there would be a market because you know our old films have recently, well, say recently, it was a good while ago, but they brought out uh, a Blu-ray box set and they flew off the shelf, um, and then they did a 4K box set. And they went straight away and, and uh, limited edition. And, and, and that goes to show that there's, there's a market there for, uh, you know, doing these type of uh, event things. I think I think with James, is, I mean, I'd, I'm, I'm quite great, I suppose, in some sense. And James gives you a little bit of the confidence to do certain things. I'll tell him stuff I was going to do when he's quite he's quite positive about things, which is quite, yeah. quite nice. So, mm. um, in fact, I'm writing something about James at the moment, which is uh, about... Uh, the day that James Stafford dies and it's like a thing where you die in every universe on the same day so um, so you inspired me to write yeah. I was going to say was that inspirational wishful thinking on your part no, no I just met somebody dying on the same yeah. day and I just saw you but was this know. was this during like my depressive housing period um, probably yeah yeah Probably I don't know, so. I just thought you was a, a, that sort of person that if you saw you die uh, in a series every week, people would think it was funny. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> it does sound bad, actually. But, uh, it's, you know. it's, it, 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 it's harsh, but I'm sure some people would, would, would definitely pay good money for that. It, it, so, it's very, it's very um, original because, I mean, that you know i've talked to ben about you know the, the stories that he's doing but if you think about it you've got a person in, in you know in multiple universes dying at the same time but what what is that death you know yeah. so it would be a, an interesting series to find out so he's died this week doing this what's he going to die of next week you know it, it, it sounds weird but it it, 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 you know, it did come out of me writing about i don't know for some reason i like Two hundred ways you could die. I don't know why I wrote that, but um, so it just you know what I mean. It was like almost a hobby. Um, so I'm trying to turn my hobby into something creative. So. Please not into a practical situation, though. You know, because that would only be a one one off. There'd be no further series if that happened. That but, is true. Yeah. So that, that that's an edgy one. So if you were gonna create, you know, being being very serious, if you were gonna run any sort of event. What would you go for? What would your chosen event be? Cause Can I go first? You, by all means. Mine would be, and I said it before, the demons. And I know there's a there's a big, I'll say a big market. That there is a market there uh, to do that on the big screen, and to do like 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 uh, we did on Phantasm Day, to to put props there. And to have some conversation pieces uh, in between watching, there was there was two movies made, uh, but to have some conversation pieces there, I would even try and get um, some of the actors to uh, maybe they wouldn't attend because you know a lot of them are Italian actors, but if we could get interviews with them, you know, for the event, things like that, it, I I think people would. Uh, uh, you know, they th- th- would be very interested, and, and and I can get venues as well free. Yeah. You know, I can I can get you know quite large depending on the size of the audience, but I I've got contacts where I could 
uh, do that, you know, and get get a venue, and, and it'll be a matter of getting a big screen and, and, and setting it up. But you know, our creativity, we, we could do the props, and uh, and you could be a prop as well, James. You know. I was hoping you'd say Gemma and I could do the interviewing, but I'm suspecting you'd just have me as like a death mask somewhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can I do the interview? Let me go with Gemma, she's more capable. Yeah. What? <laughs> All right, yeah. yeah. I mean, I was going to say Gemma and me, but clearly Gemma knows she's the more, you know, uh, more professional, and I'll just be the well, dead guy in the cuter. corner. <laughs> Well, that's very true. Yeah, I can't argue with that one at all. Why do you think, why, why do you think that Gemma's been smart enough to be near the camera? I've moved myself all the way back. Um, so, Ben, if you were going to, because with oh. you, well, I'm just intrigued, because with, with Lyndon, I had an idea it would be a horror relate. With you, I'm not so sure. See, it depends what day you ask that question. So, mm. the day, and this would be probably my thing, would be, um, um, I'd say... Where Eagles Dare is my favourite film of, of all time. Um, and actually, interestingly, Quentin Tarantino loves the movie. And actually, I think things like Inglorious Bastards is, is kind of homage to that. And I kind of want something based on, on that at the moment. That's what I'd go for. The, the classic um, war film, in a sense. But then if you ask me tomorrow, I'd probably go down the um, Gene Wilder, Richard Pryor uh, oh. route. You know what I mean? Anything... You know, Gene Wilder, to be honest with it, with my with my hero, so I could go that route. So yeah, what a day you asked me, we would defend on my shows. But although the sad death of Gene Wilder ruins the whole thing, my dream would be interviewing Gene Wilder. But obviously, yeah. James comes close. He is a bit stir crazy. That's true. Yeah. Very good, Lyndon. Very good. Um, <laughs> Gemma, if you were going to be running an event, what would you run? What would you want to do? I mean, why are we asking these questions to me? I was sitting here quite nav- happily just listening. <laughs> well, I did want to bring you in. And I'm intrigued. So that's no, something I, I never asked you. If you could run something, what would it be? Who would you have? Who do you guess be? What sort of thing would you want to do? I think I would probably do like a live podcast because podcasting is obviously my biggest interest. And uh, I guess you'd have to be there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, you know, know. get like your dream people on podcast who would the who would like if you're like yeah. say three <laughs> three to join you who's you know it could be dead or alive who would they be yeah. can i just say i'm assuming that i will not be anywhere in this in these three people no you i would think be... i i think that gemma's might to say you know ben Lyndon. yeah that'll do we just need two no more. Dead alive. You're kind of in between. You're like a zombie. So. Oh god. Well, with all my medical ailments, I'm starting to wonder if I'm a zombie actually. <laughs> well, no. On a serious note, James would be there by my side because to be, you know, like not to be all, but you know, like we have been doing this for three years, so I think that he should have, you know, some of the the fame and fortune if it came about it. But um, no. One of the people I think. James would definitely agree on would be uh, Kevin Smith, you know, the guy who sort of started it all for us. Um, True. Oh God, who else? I'm trying to think because, you know, like it's already been quite a few people that I'd spoken to. But, um, oh, Ronnie Dane, uh, James Dio. I'd love to speak to him, um, you know, because, well, he started the metal salute, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, or he I mean, he didn't start it, but he brought it into battle, you know. Um, and oh, I'd like to interview God to see if he's real. 
you can never say Gemma goes small on these things, can you? Yeah, I never honestly thought you'd be like, yeah, God. Wow. I'm starting to feel yeah, this that, whole podcast now feels a bit redundant, actually. <laughs> well, yeah, you'd be there next to me. <laughs> I think it's smited, though, wouldn't uh, I? I mean, when you die, that might be when, uh, you know, you get, get that interview. With, I think we all get that interview, hopefully. <laughs> so, so. Yeah. That's yeah. a very yeah. interesting way of looking at it. Uh, yeah, definitely very interesting way of looking at it. I like that, Lyndon. That is a good way of looking at things. Yeah. And, I'm going to ask the question. Now, you would think, having known these guys for nearly 15 years, I would know the answer to this, but I don't think this is a question I've actually ever asked, so I'm going to ask all three of you the same thing. Okay, I'll we- think about lo- it then. We've looked at the idea of running the perfect sort of event. I want to ask each of you, putting aside what you do for a living, if you could do anything as a career, what would it be and Why? I think you should answer that question as well, James. All right. I'm not saying I'll answer it first. <laughs> I'll answer it, but I'm not going to answer it first. Right. So I think this is where I make money. So I can make money out of it. Um, mm-hmm. I, my dream, I suppose, I would love to have been is a uh, graffiti, art, graffiti artist. That was that would be it. That would be my, my dream. Cool. Not Banksy, but you know what I mean. But yeah. You're tagging stuff. I like it. Yeah. I loved that. When I was younger, you know, I, I did love that. And I think I would still love to do that. So you're quite artistic then? Um, I think so, yeah. She, she said artistic, not autistic. Yeah. Well, you're, well, you're <laughs> autistic. But, but, yeah. but yeah, no, so I do, you know, I, I kind of love making, love, to, love the process. And I think that would be, yeah. if I could make money out of that, that would be my dream, um, you know. That or Hugh Hefner. <laughs> well, Wait, before you, you he want, died. You, you want to be Hugh Hefner, or is this a sexual thing with Hugh Hefner? No, I want to be him. Um, right. Again, prior to death. Not uh, right now. I mean, uh, although if you if you were him yeah. now... Is he dead? That's if, a question, isn't it? But if you were him now, you are going to get to kind of look at Marilyn Monroe all the time. So, you know. Uh, no, but see, I'm becoming... I know, I'm, I'm, I know he did the air. Look, well, I'm going to do it. Look, air you have, and then I wouldn't start. I'd ruin your life. I'd, I wouldn't start playing, but you'd have nothing to do. Yeah, that's it. Oh, I'm sure I'd find something to do. Or someone. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a difficult one. I mean, I, I really don't know, but I, I like to do creative things. So for me. Doing events that would, you know, uh, putting events on, whether it's film related or in James's case around, you know, sex and things. Uh, but yeah, I think. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to ruin the day. Not, I, 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 I wouldn't be anything in a dungeon like James does. That that takes a lot of guts. That, but no, it, it um, does. I mean, but I just want to say, if you're doing the dungeon I'm stuff, you've got to you. You've got to get yeah, what well, lubrication and you've got to get a lot of disclaimers signed. Yeah, a lot of disclaimers. But anyway, who translates them for you? Um, I have a very good service that does this Google. for me. It's, <laughs> Google. Yeah. How how did you know Google Translate? Now there could possibably be a Google Translate. Translation, but they gagged, aren't they? Thought they were gagged. 
<laughs> stop getting ahead of yourself. I'm trying to tell the thing. So Google Translate is very good because what normally happens is, you know, I have words translated for getting these people, uh, the, the, these ladies. Um, what they think they're going being signed up for is something called a maid. And they get made. Well, they get made, yeah. Uh, Again, for legal reasons, I couldn't possibly comment. <laughs> so, yeah, so, yeah, creating events, um, and, I, and I would say, you know, if I had a lot of money, giving it to charity, um, you know, so children's charities, animal charities, you know, I'm not going to go political, but, you know, I don't believe there should be charities. Everyone shouldn't be in positions where they you know they're struggling or they can't eat and things so like yeah. i'd like to do a lot of charity work aside from well i do that i'm a freemason by the way you won't know that but i do charitable work but um i do believe more needs to be done for those that are more you know less fortunate than vulnerable and animal welfare because we've got a dog um and you know i'd like to do stuff around animals as well there you go all right, Gemma, follow that one. Yeah, well, I was going to say what's involved with being a Freemason, but I don't know if you're allowed to disclose that information. Yeah, I mean, I mean, just uh, I'm not going to, I won't go into the the depths of Freemasonry, but the second biggest charity behind the National Lottery. Cool. Um, anyone can become a Freemason. Okay. Um, the reason I went into Freemasonry, it's not something that you, you actually just say, oh, I'm going to become a Freemason. You, you do your research and things, but you, you, you start to learn about you, you know, what, who you are as a person, what is the relevance of who you are, life. Um, and then you go sort of into the, the historical side, going back to the biblical times to where we are now. And it's it's like an interesting it's a very interesting journey because we sort of live in this world where, you know, we watch Amazon, we watch TV, we go, we work mm. nine till five or whatever, but you never take a step back and look at what is the significance of everything and existence, and it can go quite deep. Um, so yeah, so Freemasonry is really interesting, and the good thing is we we don't we're non-political, non-religious. You can believe in absolutely anything that you want. And we do, like I say, a lot of good charitable work for, for charities in the UK, local charities, overseas charities. Um, and like I say, we put on events for families and things. So, so it's a, it's a really, it's a really, really nice thing uh, to do. Um, and like, like I said, I could talk all day about Freemasonry, but that's just a, a bit of an overview. Uh, yeah. 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 That sounds cool. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we don't devil worship, by the way. You you hear these conspiracy theories online that we we worship uh, worship Satan and we've got goats. When I joined, I was ex- I wanted a goat. Yeah. I wanted. I took a carrot with me, and <laughs> when I got initiated, there was there was no goat. So you didn't have to you didn't have to like put your hand in and feel eyeballs and stuff like that. No, I've done that uh, at James's. Yes, I haven't. Just, just to clarify this, yeah. that's what happened. I, I, I was trying to join, but James sent me this like, thing that's a slaughter a goat and, and cover himself in blood. I was, I was a bit, and I didn't get in. I was, I was shocked. Yeah. So, James. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, come on, you two. What are you two? What are your 
<laughs> well, that's what, like, James, James is James has muted himself, but he is laughing just so that yeah, everybody yeah, knows. I, say, I have an extra one that I do. I do work currently with for a charity dealing with um, with orphans, uh, trying to connect them with their their real parents. Um, and we found do DNA testing um, that a, no, a number of children who you know seemingly some blonde, tall. Um, Blue-eyed. A German person has, has just impregnated lots of women in Ashton and just abandoned the children. So we're trying to get together and work out who that is. Uh, I keep saying something called James, but I'm not sure. And this, yeah, I think you're on to a high road to nothing. You'll never find out. I, I think you're wasting your time. It, Stop looking into it. I mean, it, this person could be. It could be anybody. It just, happened you know. between 2010 and 2018. Yeah. Saying that, the question is, though, the girls keep saying it, a dazzling personality. So I, I obviously ruled James out of that. Yeah, it can't be James. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely not, no. But a very, a, but a very, very, very small... Um, <laughs> very, 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 very small... I tread, 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 tread carefully. <laughs> they, all, they all like films. Yeah. They, they, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I can't, I can't imagine what kind of heartless bastard would, you know, get all these women pregnant and never appear, you know, get all pay child maintenance. But anyway, Gemma, so uh, <laughs> is that is that James? How you managed to have a posh house, posh car, and a posh watch? <laughs> is this because I, I I don't know what you're suggesting. You know, <laughs> and go for Swedish massage. <laughs> fresh as the driven, yeah, and they are massages. It's not whatever you and Joanne keep telling me. It's not a rub and tug. It is a massage. <laughs> you get that down in the basement, don't you? <laughs> if I ask nicely, yeah. Um, but go on, James. Gemma, what were you uh, going to? What would you, if you could have done anything? Job wise, what would, yeah, it, I don't what wanna, would your I dream don't want, job be? Yeah, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but doing this professionally, full time. Yeah. I mean, I always wanted to be a radio presenter anyway, so I kind of did a little bit of like looking into how to get into that and whatnot. But actually, this is a lot more free doing a, a podcast, not free in the monetary sense, but, you know, like it's freeing in the sense that you can say anything that you kind of want within reason. You know, sometimes you have to like edit yourself a little bit. You know, some, there's been certain things that I've said and James has gone, you might want to take that out. And I'm going, yeah, actually, I think I might. You know, Don't <laughs> but, you worry, because I'm editing this episode. I'm going to keep as much as I can in on this one. <laughs> well, he's editing the episode. Yeah. I'm then going to re-edit it, so yes. it's all good. <laughs> it's like G- Gemma has stated that I will say some things, but I think Gemma's almost like the legal disclaimer. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be, uh, yeah, because I do, I really do love to and all the editing and stuff. It's just that I know that I've got a really crap week of work next week. So covering for two people's, work as well as my own so I'm like, <laughs> so um yeah so but anyway going yeah i would love to do this on a professional level you know and actually make money doing it you know so i could actually live um but you know that's why i've got a nine to five job so that i can do this a bit like you were saying earlier that you could do your um events and stuff because yeah. your job is kind of if you're you're supposed to be using your job so that you have a life, not your job is your life. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. And, and, and 
I'm not going to go on about Freemasonry, but that's where you take that step back. You sort of step out of yourself and, and look at the bigger picture, not just in the world, in the universe, which might sound a bit out there, but yeah, there's a significance for everything. You know, there's a reason why we're all here and there's a reason, you know, we do what we do. But no one ever sort of goes into that, really. When you go to school, they don't go, right, by the way, James, I'm going to ask you a question now. Why were you born and what is your purpose? And you go, oh, yeah. no. And no one really talks about that. And that's, again, why I like Freemasonry and why probably my mind's more creative because I'm always thinking outside the box and, and yeah. you know. You know, and there we go. If you like to say, if we didn't have to work nine till five and do a job, what would we do? And, and I'm sure we would be better for it. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Less stressed. I Less also stressed. Think, oh, I, yeah. I also, yeah, I also think Gemma's side job would be uh, killing and skinning hamsters to turn into microphone covers. <laughs> yeah. 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 La <laughs> It's one of those Siberian hamsters. Yeah. I was say, I've, I've purchased for Halloween a um, what appears to look like a dead rabbit, a black and white dead rabbit. And my daughter has a... You've already got rabbits. She has a, a live rabbit. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to give it to the dog and get it to run in and go, Elise, the dog's got the rabbit, and see what happens. So Zara said that's cruel and heartless, but I think that's it. But what I would say is it ties in perfectly to something that, in fact, Gemma and I, we did, we discussed this, that in certain, we have discussed this, haven't we? In certain professions, you end up getting a very dark sense of humour. Yeah. yeah. Oh. And we three definitely got a dark, dark sense of humour from the job I used to do, the job they currently do, the housing role. You end up, and I think it happens a lot also if you're working to the police uh, and those sort of service areas, you end up having to have a dark sense of humor to survive. Because some yeah. of the stuff, and it will play into something we're going to discuss later, some of the stuff you will have see, you, you see in housing is mind-blowing. Absolutely mind-blowing. Um, yeah. So I raise the question of any sort of job you could have, so I have to answer it fairly myself. So for me... Obviously, international playboy, as much as I want it, isn't a career move. Um, so probably, and it's actually something I did once discuss. I think I might have discussed it with all three of you at some point, but I definitely discussed it with Ben. I would love to do basically what uh, Stephen Colbert does. I'd love to do that as a job to be a talk show host. Um, okay. I think it, I think I'm probably reasonably good at it but I know it's a hell of a long shot. But if I could do anything, it would probably be doing some sort of late night, you know, talk show like that. I would like to think I'd be better than the Chevy Chase show because that lasted all of six or, weeks. Or it was James a Corden. Failure. <laughs> James Corden, strange, seems to have been liked. I'd like to have, but yes, he also has a lot of people dislike him. I'd like to think I could do it with more integrity than Jay Leno. I think I think he'd be, I do think he'd be quite good. You know what yeah. I mean? I do, I do think, though, that obviously, you know, he wouldn't, he wouldn't last long because the, the stories about you come out. We could, we could do it almost. Like, Obviously, we'd sell the stories to you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I know that would happen. I'd have to get a really good restraining order against you three, one of those gag things, non-disclosure orders. Um, but yeah. You could, well, could get some of your former tenants on it. It could be almost like Jerry Springer. <laughs> <laughs> you could do a good Jerry yeah. Springer. Yeah. Yes, it would. But 
Well, it'd be to be fair, it'd be the cross between Jerry Springer or the Jeremy Kyle show. But I'd like the fact you could have James's thing where I sum up at the end of it. You know, I'd be there going, "This is we've heard some really heartwarming tales of of, uh, of violence and uh, and issues of people having affairs, but it makes fucking good television." <laughs> That'd be my sign up. <laughs> I'll uh, punch you. <laughs> <laughs> well. <clears throat> I think that we should move on to the how well because normally at the end of our episode we usually have stories of the week um but I think that we should have a housing stories of the decade <laughs> week whatever um yeah what have so been the shockers have you have you what you know what kind of uh experiences have you had doing your jobs everything you can think of yeah you think of the worst possible properties that you go in dealing with the worst possible tenants finding bodies i for me if i'm going to tell you about a story or or about something that i've encountered during housing because i i I could go i could talk for the next few days i'd I'd have to find uh think of us uh something i dealt with that was crazy i think i'll be honest with you i don't even know you found a i was off once you found a body one of one of my tenants who she died and she had nothing in the house. And there's a, so there's the people who, and so she was aware of these, who, mm. who they sell all their furniture. So they live in empty properties. And it's a, it's a psychological thing. They, that's the empty of the property. And she died, but she died on the floor and the floor was concrete. Yeah. And so it kept her cold. And so she died, she died weeks before. Yeah. And those things that you go, whoa. And, and it's things like that. And you think, and it's the things where people dying who've got no one yeah. and not found and things like that. That I think yeah. those are the ones that, that are heartbreaking to yeah. think that actually, you know, you know, to be not not to be found, not to be not to be noticed is yeah. an awful thought. Yeah. Um, only to know that somebody has passed away because of the flies at the window or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. those yeah. things. And yeah. you know, the thought that the only person to think about you was your housing officer. Yeah. He's really pretty. That's yeah. that'd be an awful epitaph. Yeah. But, yeah. but then we have, you know, I don't know, we've had crazy people who. Um, drunks who just all sorts. Really. I'll, I'll, I'll give you a good story. I'll give you. I'll give you. I'll give you a good one for your. What do you call your few salty tadpoles? Salty, salty tadpoles. tadpoles. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, Ben yeah. told us a story about a salty tadpole yesterday as well, didn't he? <laughs> well, yeah, that I was uh, uh, liftgate. Was it called liftgate? Liftgate. Yeah. Uh, so I I was working in a tower block, and the office that I worked in was based in the tower block. And um, one day the, the police came to the office and said, we're, you know, we're looking for someone. Have you seen him? And can you give us keys to get up to the floor so we can uh, go to the flat? So I gave him a fob key, said it's such a floor, such a number, off you go. So I'm watching the cameras and... The next thing, I see this window open. We're, 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 it's either on the second or the third floor of this building. So you're talking a good a good 30 to 40 foot. So it's, it's quite high. It's not, it's not somewhere where you'd want to be falling from. But anyway, so I'm watching the cameras, and then I see this blanket come out the window. Now, if you can imagine, I don't know, a film like Indiana Jones, where the, the, you know, the, this, this, this particular tenant, has made a rope out of bed sheets because he's caught the police van opposite on the car park and thinks, oh, they're coming for me. So he gets the bed sheets, he knocks them up, 
and he uh, throws them out the window, ties them to something inside of the, the flat, and then he proceeds to uh, climb down this rope, down of this bedsheet rope. Mm. The only problem being, when he's made this, it's not long enough. Perhaps it's far too short. <laughs> <laughs> it's at a point where he's coming down and he realises, okay, it's too short, and he can't climb back up. So the only thing he can do is he can drop, which he did. And I didn't know at the time, but he, so he dropped down, he landed on the floor, he got up, and then he hobbled off very slowly, but he managed to get away. And then I found out later on that he'd, he'd broken his ankle. And if the, the funny thing about this was that the police weren't even looking for him, they were looking for someone else. <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> that's, that's um, I mean, there's been, there's been all sorts. It, it, like I say, um, what we, um, in fact, I'm probably going to write a book when I do finishing housing. I'm going to call it something along the lines of Tales of a Housing Officer. And they actually did. Yeah. I've actually appeared on TV. Did you do the Neighbourhood Watch? I, thought I did, but I, thought I was never videoed. So I was... Right. So uh, the BBC did a documentary on housing officers called Neighbourhood Watch. This was back in uh, 2010. And I was on several episodes where the cameras were, you know, following me. And this was more in relation to vulnerable people. The sad stories where people are living in squalor, got no family, got no friends. And that was, you know, it was nice to do that so that get an understanding of what really goes on in, in yeah. people's lives and behind closed doors because there are some terrible tragedies, aren't they, I would say, and, and the way people, well, you can't even say it's living, it's an existence and they've got no, you know, they've not got anyone in, you know, in their lives and they've got no, nothing really, have they? Yeah. Like you say, when you, you think that it's the housing officer or the care coordinator that are their sort of family. You know, I mean, I think that was. I mean, I'll give a shout out to Paul Spencer, who works um, another part company now. He um, he was on this oh, uh, yeah. video and he was seen chasing chickens. So many chickens got out. So on the video, they showed him chasing chickens, yeah, chickens into this van, and that was this idea. Though, and it was uh, really quite funny and on there. But Paul left and went to another organisation. I went to meet him at the organisation, and they were saying how great Paul was, how, what a professional he was. So but what he'd done, he'd gone somewhere else, he'd rebranded himself as a, as a senior, well-experienced officer, someone mm. who could be trusted. And so, and I said to them, so as Paul's showing the video of the chickens, and they went, no. Um, so I kindly emailed them the video of the chicken, chasing chickens. So he's gone into work being all well-respected and seen them all around the computer laughing and uh, watching him chasing chickens. So it ruined his complete reputation as a new organisation. Um, <laughs> and I think his wife was really annoyed. So, and But again, it was, so, you know. But what, what I will say is someone who's worked with Paul is he is very good. I think the thing is, it's about, I think we've all, in-house, we've all got to be slightly mad. Oh, yeah. Slightly, Insa- insanity not, is definitely a plus. No, you're not going to come. You've got somebody one day telling you to, to F off and call you a... I mean, I had one guy who genuinely, in a meeting, he told me that I was a C-U-N-T. He threatened to punch me. At the end of the meeting, he gave me a hug. And it's like you go from, from one extreme to the other, um, just genuinely. And this guy was a huge guy. 
but that's just you know how you have to. And that's when you met James. That was James. That was James. When yeah. you first met James. Well, yeah. yeah that, I mean, <laughs> my, my behaviour has improved since then. I've become a, a, a much more lovable person. Also, he I'm says "funt" instead now. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I say "funt." I don't use the the, the C. Uh, I don't word. like the C word, so that's why. Thank you for spelling it out. So, yeah. Yes. <laughs> that's a word that gets used quite a lot about us, which is just, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It, it does. It's, I mean, having been there and done that, I can attest that the interesting thing, certainly with Linda and Ben, is that both in life and in work, we have been through, I was thinking about this only recently, we have been as friends and colleagues as well, we've probably seen each other through some of our worst things that have happened to us in life, but we've still kept reasonably sane. I say reasonably sane, and uh, we've stuck together. So (laughs) interesting stuff, very interesting stuff. I'd just like to add as well, James, um, obviously, you know, our our relationship was obviously after the nightclub, um, you know, we both got jobs at the same place, so we wanted to be, close to one another yeah. that aside okay. um, yeah. you know through the the phantasm film franchise and the the morning side you know it was through uh that film that, that we named our new house morning side as a tribute mm. to the the film uh yeah. and that was officially named this week because we had to yeah. go through the uh, local authority to do that so thank you to you james for uh you know, getting me interested in Phantasm because we've got a, we've got a lovely name for the house now. So yeah, apparently yeah. you can also go in Skipton. Uh, we've applied for James' house to be renamed oh, yes, yeah, uh, yeah. as Ping Pong Laundry. Uh, <laughs> so and uh, was when it comes to yeah, yeah, yeah. how that works. Yeah, yeah. You know, it doesn't have to be the uh, the homeowner that applies for it. Yeah, um, so, anybody. So, so we've done that. Yeah, yeah. yeah just as a surprise. Though. Well, that's just. We've kind of spoiled his Christmas present. I mean, you, you spoil, yeah, you've spoiled my Christmas present now. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I'm very I do have a plan that you've done that. Yeah, I do have a plan for James as a, a, a possible uh, next prank for him, mm. which I, I will be discussing with Lyndon, uh, which I think will uh, be amazing. So, mm. uh, and he won't see it coming. You won't see it coming, James. No, I guarantee. Well, as, long as, 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 as long as the prank doesn't involve blinding me. Uh, I, I look forward to seeing what it will be. It, it'll be um, far worse than that. It'll be far worse than that. Home, home not alone was is not even going to be a, a quarter of what's no. going to be planned for you. <laughs> well, you better show your face in Skipton again. I think not, but it's all good. Yeah. It, yeah. So it'll all be worth it. I mean, I would say we've gone from the the lo- the lovable tribute from Lyndon. Uh, discussing Phantoms and Morningside. I, what I will also say is, A, it's a pleasure that I managed to allow you to know about those films. And B, thank you for letting me unveil your house plaque. Because that was a It was very fitting because, A, it was Morningside, and B, you were the tall man. So uh, <laughs> you know, that, that fitted very well with the, the, you know, with the theme of the day as well, because we watch Phantasm. Um, so now, thank you again for doing that. Yeah, cause I've got I've got the box set, but I just haven't opened it yet. Because as I um, explained this to James yesterday, because we had a quick because ch- um, we tried to record just <laughs> the salty tadpole today. We tried to record this um, episode yesterday, but um, unfortunately, the two gentlemen as our guests they were robots yesterday. <laughs> they didn't work at all, did it? So. <laughs> 
me and James were like having a chat just quickly afterwards. Uh, well, quickly, it was about 25 minutes worth. But anyway, and, um, but I was saying about the fact that I've got the DVDs and I do want to watch them. But because of like Netflix and, uh, you know, Amazon Prime and whatnot, I forget that I've got a DVD player. So I forget to actually yeah. use it, you know, kind of thing. So I do need to crack on and actually watch those films because I, I have wanted to for quite a long time. So, yeah, I need to pull my finger out and really? get on with it. Yeah. yeah. So all I can say is it has been an absolute pleasure to have you on. And I'll just say this for the Salty Tadpoles. These two are my close, close friends. What on earth would my enemies do to me? <laughs> I still think that... <laughs> I'm also very thankful that they are my friends because they are my enemies. Oh, dear God. Well. Oh, dear God. You think they're your friends. <laughs> Depending on what prank yeah, that's a very good point, that. Yeah. Say, yeah. keep your friends close, but enemies close. Exactly. That's what, you know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. They don't know it yet, but obviously, just, you know. And be honest with you, the key point here is, as we keep saying to James, is have you written your will yet? <laughs> and we, keep, we, we keep saying that to him and he we doesn't understand it. why, you know. Now, uh, once his will's done, then we'll, um, yeah. you know. But, well, the question is, why does my coffee always taste of almonds that you keep giving me? Yeah, you know what I mean? Almond a... milk, wink, wink. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or as I, I like to really say, almond thing. milk. <laughs> you know what I mean? It might be, you know, but, you know, if Jim and Mabbitt help us on some of the planning in the future, you know, for that sort of I think so, yeah. 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 Yeah, I think we need to do that. I was thinking, like, those headphones that would be, like, maybe give electric shocks or something like that. Yeah. But murder works one day if we, you know, if we, truly, we do truly love James. And, you know, I think our love, you know, will be shown by his death. Well. It'll be reflected. Yeah, definitely reflected. Yeah. In, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and senior Mr. Stafford, if you do listen to this episode, we're a little bit sorry. <laughs> yeah, this will be a good one if Dad I, 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 and I'm not collective... Collective friends listen to this. As I said, my father actually prefers them over me. So, oh, yeah, good point. You know. So we're not sorry then. No. <laughs> the, the worst thing, James, is you'll miss your eulogy, and that will be an amazing speech about you, your life. Yeah. And, you know, so. I can believe it. That he caused the coffee famine, you know. Yeah, kind of. You know, that would yeah. be uh, saying that. No, if we do, if we record it beforehand and play it before he dies, that yeah. would probably be the idea. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll do that. Find that yeah, yeah. I think that'll work. I'd like to be involved in this, so yeah, I think that'll yeah, work. Like, well, I, think that's, I think we should all write a eulogy for James. Just that's, I, I, I'm going to do that tonight. I think. Well, on on that front, I would say I think we have probably been talking of Codwell for this point. What do you think, Jim? <laughs> Well, no, because I really want Ben to tell his story about the um, the man in the lift. I will t- <laughs> oh, okay. We'll have to we'll reverse that slightly. one. The lift story, right? <laughs> yeah. So, so um, an individual, and I can't say the individual who the individual was, uh, entered a lift in a in a building somewhere in in this locality, and uh, <clears throat> decided to um, to masturbate to then ejaculate. Onto the lift buttons, like you do, and then he licked the lift buttons. Now I told <laughs> I told this story to Lyndon before his lunch. He was due to have chicken soup. He did not eat. Chicken soup. I won't eat chicken soup again. Yeah, exactly. I won't, I won't even have mushroom soup. You know what I mean? So yeah, so it was um, it was it was a, it was one of those stories. You're thinking, how is this possible? It could happen, but um, but yeah, 
very um he clearly liked the taste of salty tadpoles oh exactly. I'd say, and on that one i'd just say apply for housing kids it's a fun learning experience to put it mildly. <laughs> Mum, the buttons are yeah. sticky. Yeah, yeah. Well, do you know what though? Uh, I went, I went that lift today, and I touched the buttons, and I, and I did it. I went, oh, I've got no hand sanitizer. That's a, that's a wander around to find something to wipe my hand with, just in case. So he might have got pregnant. Well, you know what I mean. Yeah, that's what James does. That sort of thing. He, he puts the yeah, things. Well, against the whole thing, what James he does. He is the sperminator. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah that's where he's going to begin. It's the donations. And, yeah. Yeah. and all yeah. I can say is on that, on, that note. <laughs> on that note, on that bombshell, I feel we have been talking enough codswell. What say you, Gemma? I think you're right, James. So, uh, as ever, well, I was going to let you take us out on this one, Gemma, because it's. Well, I mean, you've just taken do. you've just taken my outro line. So. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> well, in that case, then, chaps, I think we've been talking enough Cod's Wallet this week. I have been Gemma. I am still James. Ben and Linda. Yeah, we're, and we're still talking Cod's Wallet, and we will be when this show ends. <laughs>